And we're back with another episode. I am all prided out. Um, yeah, we're here, here again. Um, so I'm Sid, also known as Sid the Aquarius. Um, you could know, know me by other names. I don't know. Um, I'm sure people have other names for me. Um, but yeah, welcome to another episode of I Sid What I Sid. And we're on episode seven. Um, I really like that episode seven. So yeah let's just get into it i <laughs> i don't know um i don't know how i feel about this one i feel i'm quite a high to be honest i think this is going to be um a mostly positive episode because i'm feeling great i am i am feeling a lot better a lot more rested um i'm on my annual leave i'm literally like going to sleep and waking up whenever the hell i feel like it and it's actually great i'm gonna finish uh when i finish up this episode i'll be in the garden um i'll just be chopping down some weeds um doing what i can probably creating a fire or something i'm um, just doing what i can and yeah we'll just take it from there um so just doing all the things that i promised i would do and that's about it really so let's just get into it um what do we have here yeah the structure so my week has been good very very good i did say that i was going to black pride on the weekend and i did um i was one of part of the volunteers part of the core team and it was great like honestly i have to say that would probably be one of the best days of my life quite easily like i just did not want it to end um even though like on the friday was it yeah friday i was meant to head down um to my hotel and and kit there and whatever um but like i like, had to get my hair cut had to get my outfit even though that was stolen um by every i'm still gonna call it stolen because you stole it until you can provide <laughs> exactly who was responsible for it where it is you know the description of the items um if you're not liaising with me i need to know what you do with parcels that you have quote unquote lost and i'm going to assume it's stolen so that was that um but yeah i managed to um just put together what i did i did play it quite safe to be honest i just wore like some gray joggers and um some gray adidas nmd s1s and we just had the black pride uniform um and that was that so i managed to get to london at about something to four had about three hours sleep um and then um like literally the walk to stratford from forest gate i was like no nah, i'm not doing that so i booked myself an uber once i got the uber i discovered that like okay this is the walk that we're going and the way that i walked last year and i was like okay yeah you know i can do this walk it was long and then i found out when i got to the gate like nah this is not the gate this is not the staff entrance you've got to go all the way around so i did and by the time i got there i was in a pool of sweat oh my god it was horrible um but you know what though once i got there like the people were so nice so warm so friendly like just 
um, hosting great conversations along the way. Um, everybody was just so kind, so sweet, like so embracing. Um, it was great. And I'm really, really happy like to be, you know, part of that team. Um, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I can't like really can't complain. Um, what else so yeah we just volunteered all throughout the day just like made sure people were good um you know because it's my first time volunteering as well I haven't got too much of a heavy role so yeah and then I um helped some storeholders set up and then I met Lady Phil and Lady Phil was like oh you know just come with me and I was like okay cool then I just spent the day um spent the rest of the day with her like just making sure Lady feels good the VIP guests were good um just like anything they needed just like if I've got to run here and, and and like um make sure someone's good just go and do that and that was great wonderful loved it I I, I also saw you know what I managed to also see how much work actually goes into the event like more work than you could possibly imagine goes into running an event where literally what what did they say was it 70 people were coming in per minute um it was a lot and I, I don't know what the turnout was but I'm guessing if it was like last year it's probably in the 20,000s again um brilliant like it's it's a lot a lot and when I say a lot of work a lot of work goes into it and yeah um amazing saw miss banks as well miss banks such a lovely person so so there was so many people i saw there um so so many people there were people even like from atlanta um who literally just like wanted to see what everything was all about and i, I really loved that for us like love seeing like black people from atlanta like coming down and um just acknowledging that something is here and like um seeing things for themselves because what's quite interesting is that like um this is no shade to the americans like i don't think any some some of you just don't know any better but sometimes when we get people coming to the uk it's like let me go to um central let me go to westminster let me go to buckingham palace and then you know no names mentioned they don't know where to find um seasoned food um they don't know where to find culture and those kinds of things there and it's like well are you actually coming to London because you you know want to have a tourist experience which is nothing wrong with that um or are you going and thinking hold on let me have my tourist experience but also let me just see um how black people in the UK are navigating and enjoying life and all those kind of things there and let me see if I can um I can embrace and be part of that and it was brilliant to see um you know the people from Atlanta doing that so very very you know special um shout out to them I think um what was their name what was their platform again it was East for Ethos yes Ethos and um met him there his name was Etique and lovely guy amazing um it was, it was brilliant to see you and meet you in person and um yeah i just wish you all the best on you know your endeavors and what it is that you're like you know you've got like your platform which seems to be very black queer centered and i just look forward to what you bring next love that for you
And what else happened? I'm just trying to think. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so just when people band together, like so much can be achieved. So, so, so much can be achieved. And um, I did have, did I have one person try to try me? I don't know if it, I don't know. Like people, people, mm, it, it, mm. there was, there was some things that happened at the event, which were just like, you just have to pay it no mind. You do. And I get it because normally like there's sometimes that I would just react to things and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pay that any mind because what you're not going to do on a day that is curated for people like myself, um, no one's going to bring me out my character. No one's going to bring me out my spirit dim my shine or nothing like that so if you don't want to speak to me you don't have to if you don't like me you and because of what you see in my politic online you don't have to that's absolutely fine but um sorry that day is about is black pride <laughs> it's about us it's about me um so sorry sorry um another time though we will we'll, we'll probably see each other another time and that's that um there were those people who were just quite cold um some people are quite cold but i don't i don't know maybe because it's like you don't you know when you can just tell when some people just don't like black people um or their whole circle just has to be a certain type of black like i said um there's the, there's the dinner and drinks babes um there's the you know people who just do things for photo ops and they say they're all about community and you wonder why they have their platforms it's like well, what is it that you actually do so there was that <laughs> good luck to you in it um anyways and there was also who else did i see there um hmm. yeah i saw that one that one um activist who ignored me i think i've mentioned him previously on the podcast but um it's just one of them ones there I, I'll, I'll just keep the same energy bro it's just like you know i'm just not i'm not going to acknowledge that but um cute photo up though lovely it's, it's quite cute to see what some people are doing um and just carrying on with their nonsense um but all 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 the best of some people and their journeys that's all i can say um another thing what i was gonna say so i will probably talk a bit more about um uk black pride and just my just from my own personal experience later um on and um because the, when i woke up the next day i saw like an article and i was like what the hell and i saw other things online and a whole heap of other stuff and it was just okay right cool so we, we're gonna get into that but let me just stick to the structure for now um so couch to 5k what couch to 5k um I'll probably start that back again on the weekend. I'll see where I can start from. Um, but for now, it's um, just just not right now. Um, I will probably need to um, just go like back to the drawing board with that one. I'll probably start off with the five minutes or eight minutes one. I'm not too sure. Um, but I'll just see what I can do um, going forward and, and just take it from there. But I'm, I'm happy that I've not like piled back on any weight. Um, I'm just going to like, I'm just using this time to literally, while I've got annual leave, just to reset completely, like completely reset, um, finish off all my laundry, finish off the garden, declutter. Um, there's so much stuff that I need to throw out. It needs to go. 
Um, but also it's like I need to rest at the same time. <laughs> uh, there's so much I need to do. There's so, so, so much. So I'll probably start that on the weekend. It'll probably give me the energy boost that I need. And um, I'll just take certain things from there. Um, what else happened? My house plants. Um, so at the moment, I am also going to have to dedicate a day to my house plants because... Um, even though I've killed off most of the fungus gnats, they're gone. Um, their their landscape is now inhospitable because the um I've started like watering from the bottom and also um I started watering the, the house plants from the bottom and also I have um sprayed neem oil on the leaves and also on the soil so that like it's quite um like. I can't explain it but it's it's not it's so sticky and it's like um the, the surface of it when you mix the neem oil with water you can't move around through that so they're larvae and also the fungus gnats itself they just get stuck and they die so I'm, uh, that's wonderful working wonders so I will need to literally um do that but I've the spider mites I've now got spider mites and because I'm short-sighted I can't see them but it's only when I've I've got a banana musa tree and I'm like you're watered you're fertilized you are um like getting enough sunlight why are you dying why are you dying so then you look closely and then you just see all of these like teeny teeny tiny little white specks they're so small um but you'll see their webbing and stuff like that and it's ve they're very 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 small and they suck the life out of the sap they almost killed my um fiddle leaf um fig tree one of them that i got from london last year or was it in 2021 probably 2021 they killed that one uh, well almost killed it sorry managed to revive it it's like what happens is when it gets to like winter time and um the sunlight that like is like the hours that we're getting of sunlight is decreasing and um it's colder uh, what happens is like that combined with like these parasites sucking the life out of you or the literally fig trees they will just choose violence they will just be like listen I'm not I'm not going to flourish in this environment so they will shed all of their leaves and they'll just be there looking bald and they'll be like okay what are you going to do about this Sid are you going to change my environment you're going to help me you're gonna you, you are you going to give me what i need and that's when literally i have to like you know pull my finger out and do what needs to be done um give them the extra light bathe it um spray it down with neem oil so that whatever the hell is on there cannot thrive um so yeah i've got that i'll probably do that over the weekend because we've got a nice long bank holiday weekend and nobody should be disturbing me um and that's it with the plants i also met somebody at black pride as well and we just got talking became a mutual lovely guy lovely lovely person um not sure if they want to shout out or not but one thing that i noticed is um as i was going through his instagram um i noticed that i'd already liked some of his posts because he's also a fellow plant dad as well and i'm like yes like I was mentioning I've got 60 houseplants and you know when you're in London they're like how have you got 60 houseplants and I'm like because I live alone because I'm in Birmingham and I could afford um you know to live alone in the house and they were like oh okay wow so there was that 
um so i'm gonna be sending a cutting like and if anybody wants a cutting or something just let me know like i don't mind my so i'm sending in my variegated monstera like why pay for it when you can just have someone give it to you for free you know um there's that also um people doing well this this um week people who have done great things i want to give a shout out to i gave a shout out on my first um episode of the podcast and her name is ara and i met her on clubhouse i think i don't know if people still go on clubhouse or what or if that's still like a thing or whatever um but it's dying like sometimes i'll just open it for bants and just see what's going on i mean if i'm like oh there's sid sid uh, there you are you betty man and i'm just like leave me alone 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 and then they don't leave me alone then i have to light them up and be 2021 sid and then just close that down and take a break and go and touch grass but um there's people still on there doing their foolishness um and also stalking this podcast as well like it's very weird it's very very weird um those of you who actually stalk me are just weird like you're you're actually weird um you know you've tried to say oh my god sid has mentioned me where have i mentioned you where have i said your name and i'm not gonna say your name i won't do it because i i don't if you're listening you're listening i, I just don't know for you but all the best in life um there's just other people listening in as well to try and get like personal information and let me just tell you now there is nothing that i'm going to share on this podcast that i am um you know nothing i share i'm ashamed of let me just tell you that now there's nothing i share i'm ashamed of and next week um we're looking at the colorism episode because that's what's been demanded um and yeah oh and i also met um sorry because i'm just thinking about the structure um so it was colorism grief healthy friendships relationships and also being useful and as part of the grief one i did mention that i wanted to get in touch with you ubele initiative um and it's just so nice to see um black queer people um oh my god i've gone off on a massive tangent i need to get tested for adhd uh, <laughs> um so yeah there was that and they will be also on the grief episode because I've, I've mentioned stuff about that but anyway back to the where i was ara i've met ara through clubhouse and um she's released a book she has released a book and my copy came yesterday and it's called of mothers and daughters by ara um let me try and pronounce her name and if i've got it wrong um just let me know i need to send her a vote because we're not spoken like we've spoken by a text but not um like verbally so like i will probably get that right on the next episode and probably even talk about the book with their permission um but it's ara i want to say iloa iloa bugi chuku i hope i have said that right if i haven't um let me know i will correct myself but i've tried to say it in syllables um looked on google did all that you know stuff i i don't want to be black like a karen and butchering butchering people's names um but yeah well yeah okay hopefully i said that right but anyway um so the book is of mothers and daughters and it is essential i'm uh, just reading the back cover of it it is essential that we impart the importance of seeing ourselves beyond the borders of the roles that we occupy mother being the most restricting of them all maternal instincts are hardly instinctual let's be honest what does it even mean to be motherly motherhood is simply a seat we are seated in 
a role we learn to execute in the same way that a judge delivers rulings through perspective of their prejudices and doctors diagnose patients based on their beliefs and biases mothers mother through the wits of their will of their womanhood that's right you'll never be a better mother to someone else than you are a person to yourself and one of the things that i love about ara so much is that she's able to take something like so um that's just in your face as part of everyday life and like break it down so that it makes sense and it's like wow i didn't even realize that so when she was talking about like um the common things with like black parenting um and how black parents don't teach their children to have boundaries when you say it like that it's like huh well uh i i, I don't want to say my parents didn't teach me to have boundaries but then when you think about it it's like and, and this is not a dig to like my parents or anything like that like you know um no parents are perfect at the end of the day like sometimes they they're just doing their best in it that something that they're just doing their best um but it's like when she was hosting that talk it was like um okay here's what here's what being raised with no boundaries looks like when it looks like i don't want to spend time with such and such aunt because she's mean to me that's a child setting a boundary when they said no you need to go and spend time with your aunt even though she's cruel to you even though um they put you down or there's this uncle that is quite toxic and homophobic but you need to be around this person because he's family because he's your uncle though all them kind of things there that is you raising a child not to have boundaries <laughs> and wow like it's it's broken down on such a level that makes sense and that's just what i love so much about ara's mind and she's also my fellow aquarius as well so um there's that but i'll be getting into that book i don't want to like talk too much because um <laughs> next thing you know i've said something knowing me and um yeah but, but I'm, I'm gonna get into the book um and what else has happened this week um i also want to shout out to black things uk um black things uk um they've taken a very 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 um strong and powerful stance that i hope other black pages start to lead by example with and it's also great to see other people there like um people that i've known from a ch- from a young child um like true powell um amazing guy who does a lot for black youth in Birmingham um getting them access to things like musical instruments arts um getting them into the creative world and um because in Birmingham we don't see enough creativity and we don't see enough of that visible online and um I have my theory as to why but like I'm just gonna try and keep this up as as upbeat and positive as possible but um Black Things UK um the stance that they've taken quite recently is because they have seen um a lot of people um direct like a lot of homophobia and queerphobia towards um towards other black people and it's like they're basically just saying listen um nah Mm-mm. like i'm rooting for everybody black so I-, I don't know what's happened recently i'll probably have to go and look into um 
the back of it and, and find out but it just says here black things uk has always been about positivity support and respect even indifference this will remain as we continue to grow sadly we've noticed a few discriminatory comments relating both to race and sexuality on some of our posts as a company one of the things we we do celebrate is black people this includes those who are part of lgbtq plus communities we do not tolerate racism we do not tolerate homophobia we encourage any anyone unhappy with this to reflect Anyone still unhappy with this is respectfully asked to unfollow our social media channels as discrimination will never be tolerated by us. The Black Things Team UK. And I just want to say like, for a page with 107k followers, um, I just hope the rest of you blog pages, I hope the rest of you um, pro-Black pages and people who claim to be for Black community really learn to pattern the fuck up because you know who a lot of you sound like white people you sound like racist white people that want their country back because it's like um you know i don't hate lgbe people but why should i be forced to work with you sounds a lot like i don't hate black people but why should i be forced to work with you or um what was what was the all the other foolishness that they say a lot of foolishness a lot of foolishness like um i'm just trying to think off the top of my head but you know what it said all the time where it's like you literally you copied and pasted what white people have say like you know um why should my children learn to to respect lgbt people like i want to teach them this at home this is exactly what the white people are saying with critical race theory and even though we can acknowledge that um, homophobia and um, and anti-blackness are two separate plights, completely separate. I, I will I will never say that homophobia, transphobia is it, it, like, like equates to what black people have faced on the earth. But what you have to acknowledge at the same time, right, is that um, these are oppressive systems that we're wielding. That they, they they really are. What you also have to understand is that there are black people who form part of the LGBTQIA plus community, whether you want to accept it or not, whether you want to accept that or not. Like that's it. They've also got to deal with black being black, and they've also got to deal with the bigotry that you you um spew. When it comes down to people saying, you know, I'm not homophobic. Yes, you are. If you think that, do you know what, like, I, I, I get that there are some white liberals that do way too friggin' much. I get it. I get. And, I, and I'm going to talk about this later on um, in this episode. I get that there's people who be like, wait a second. Like, I don't think children should be learning about this. I don't think children should be exposed to certain things. That's always been my stance. And I'm so like, that has been my stance and my fucking stance only. Right. Um. I don't think people should be learning about kink and sex and, and, and like masturbation and oral pleasure and those kind of things there which are in children's books. I don't believe that. What I do believe is that navigating this earth, we should respect each other as human beings. Um, that, that is just what I believe, right? Unfortunately, um, whether people want to accept this or not, like people, children know they're different children will know that they are different just like I, I, like they may not necessarily know sexuality but they will know they're different the same way that you know 
when um I was in like secondary school, um of secondary school age, boys would be like, oh, you know, they'd sneak and get page three magazines. Like, how are you? How? Why are people selling page three magazines to children? That doesn't make any sense, right? In the same way that boys are getting all excited over breasts and those kind of things, there I wasn't, so I knew I was different. Do you know what I'm saying? I never needed to be therapized. Never needed no one to pray over me or or whatever it is. I'm just different. That's it. That that's it. There's nothing more to say. I don't need to have a. I don't. I don't need to see someone's dick. I don't need to see someone's ass to find out any kind of. I'm. I'm just. I'm just Sid. That's it. That 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 was just it. People know that they are different. Um and believe it or not like many of us do we figure these things out as we go on in life as we get older um like that's just that so stop stop um stop sexualizing the kids and stop assuming um like you know you need to go and sexualize children from an early age to figure out um what 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 they what their orientation is or how they may want to identify in life that's just something that i stand by um because I'm sorry, I don't, I, I don't trust the majority of you people out here to keep children safe. At this moment in time, we're not keeping children safe. So no, um, just let let them, let them just learn respect for people who is different, and um, to figure out the rest later on in life safely, in 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 safe environments. Do you hear that safely? And that's it. Um, so yes, that that's where we're gonna go with that one. And just just thank you again to um Black Things UK. Uh, for making you know a lot of people feel that um it's it's a massive stand it's a massive stand and it's it's awesome to see you guys leading by example fucking love that absolutely um what else so that's done cool so now we're just gonna get into the things we're gonna get into the things so uh let me start off with uh just my experience at black pride so Aside from volunteering, took a little break, went into the, um, you know, just went to, took my uniform off and whatnot, um, went among the people there. And tell me why. Here's what I want to know, right? Um, one thing that I think everybody needs to be flogged for, and all of you need to be flogged. All of you need to be flogged. So, ding dong, Raver's gas came on. Why did everyone stay still? why did everyone stay still when Raver's gas comes on you're meant to giddy up to the left and giddy up to the right like it's very easy it's it's, a, it's like a mosh pit kind of hype kind of thing and I was just like oh okay so nobody knows what Raver's gas okay all right cool um there was that um that was the only thing I would just say like but other than that um hmm. <laughs> so I heard Murad Morelli was there and um if you know me and i've been on that guy's neck for a very long time i, I mm, that I, I i i i'm surprised i'm very surprised that somebody who was using hard racial slurs like the hard er um making fun of people's lips during like um their videos and all those kind of things they're like and that all, all that stuff getting exposed um was mad and then also victimizing yourself and we have this thing or like i always say when it comes to queer people when they're abusers when they are predators we always have to hear their side of the story first their side of the story is always platformed and those who are victims or those who they have done things against 
are silenced. Now, here is what I do know. I'm I'm gonna say this with my entire chest because here was the information that I was given. Yeah, this is the information that I was given, and I believe it to be true. Right, Murad was not um was not in this desperate situation. I do not believe that to be true because I even hosted and I said what I said. Um, uh, hashtag like Twitter space or X space, whatever you want to call it, and I was like when the whole thing was happening on Twitter and you look at the times and the dates of the people, because whoever went after him, whoever it was that went after him, they did their, they, they did their due diligence. They did their research. So when looking at, um, when looking at the pictures he had posted on Instagram, like, and the hotels and places that he'd been at, he'd already set up his buy to let business. And what I know from working in finance is, um, for a buy-to-let business, you typically need about a 25% deposit. Now, for a 25% deposit on a house, um, you're looking at, let's say, the average house price, I don't know, you're going up north, like far up north or wherever you're going, um, 100k for a house. That's 25k you need, yeah, for a buy-to-let. So you have money to just, just, just stop it. Like, those of us who, like, are gay and those of us who are actually in community with sex workers, those who are... Um, very familiar with the gay hookup scene. We know you wanted to do that shit. We we know it. Um, and with the information that I was also presented as well, what I do know, what I do know is that you were paying people to um shoot those scenes. You were, right? And there is because the the message that I also have is that you were going to pay them to shoot the scene, and what you inferred, right? Because those of us who have been approached, those of us who wear men like, um, because you know, you know, when it comes to chemsex culture, um, if you talk about it, like you can't overtly say, oh, do you want to go and inject some heroin? Or do you want to go and you can't overtly say that, like, especially with a platform like yours. So you word it in ways. So men word it in ways where it's like, it's very covert, but you understand what they're talking about. And if you, um, if you're like, oh, I don't know what you mean, they'll probably want to talk to you somewhere else, like Snapchat or Telegram, where everything can be erased. Yeah, there's that. So I know you are asking people to do harder drugs, right? Where they could lower their inhibitions and you can just talk whatever smack that you wanted to talk because that that's just how the meth heads talk in it. Sorry, that's just how they talk. Sorry, that's it. I said it. Um, so I don't know why you were there. Was he there barefoot? Was he there in his sandals? Um, what was he there in? Was he looking for new clients? And I just think, um, for those of you who complain and, and bitch and gripe and moan all the time, like, oh, um, like black pride isn't black enough, blah, blah, blah. We're not even starting at the very basics. We couldn't even collectively counsel um, or just say, do you know what, we don't want this person around us. This person is not, it's not safe. Um, this person is not, it's, it's not safe to be around. You couldn't collectively do that. And I'm sorry, um, I'm just going to say what I saw. It was majority black women and black gays defending him. And I'm I'm going to, I'm not taking back my, I'm not taking back no chat. I'm not taking it back. Because when it comes down to, um, what I mentioned previously on episode five about Owen Jones um, and like the people who protected him 
And if you look at when um, he was being confronted by somebody that he sexually harassed, right? And tried to, uh, someone is accusing him of like a sexual assault, right? Um, who is there? An ashy Negro and a wide back mammy just like protecting him, protecting him after the person, like the person who's calling him out is very, very much clearly distressed. And instead, the person you go to run to and, and make sure that, you know, oh my God, this person's so innocent. Are you okay? Like, don't harm this innocent white baby gay. That's what they went to go and do. But the black man who is like clearly distressed, the black queer man is clearly you, you, no no protection, no defense, no nothing. So I stand by what the fuck I said. Um, it was black women and black queer people who ran to his defense, who um, enabled him to continue. And I know. Let me just say. Let me just keep my mouth shut until I can prove it. Let me keep my mouth shut until I can prove it. But um that's just that so that was very weird that that was that was quite wild seeing him there at black pride and then i got a message um the next day on grinder right let me read it out to you hold on because i had to send this to my good good sis um kyle who i was there with um and i was just like have you seen this like they're not even hiding it anymore so he was like, hey, buddy, how are you? How is going your weekend? And then he sends me a picture. And this guy looks like a roach. She looks like a foot. Um, he's, Yeah. And he was like, have you been to Black Pride yesterday? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Uh, I said, how are you? And he's like, I'm very well, thanks. And then he was like, oh, me, I lost it. I was supposed to go, but I read that it was the 20th. So I booked my flight back from my holidays, um, the 19th. And it seems they changed the date to the 19th and I lost it. So when I was walking home, it was ending. I just replied with laughing emojis. I did. Because if you look at his name, I looked at his name on Grindr, right? And I, I just clocked it. Because you see me, like, I'm not somebody who, like... I'm I'm not on grinder, I'm not a dickhead. I'm just not. I'm quite like all right to people. So I will if 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 you're not my type, I will respectfully tell you you're not my type. And and we we just move, we take it from there, innit? Like, you're not my type, keep it moving, done. Um, but I'm not gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck off or ignorable or whatever. Um so then I clock the name and his name is Bottom for Dark Top. And I'm just like, you, you, you man aren't even hiding it no more. You're not, you're not even hiding, you're not even hiding, like, what you're there for, and it's disgusting, and it's like, you'll turn up there drunk, you'll turn up there either on drugs, you'll turn up there falling over yourself, and then now, we've now got to go and spend our resources, um, like, on medics, on, um, like, security, on, um, even though the police shouldn't be there but like if if the police have to then turn up or whatever now we've got to go and spend resources to actually look after your intoxicated ass because all you want is bbc monkey nigga dick and then it's you like you man that will actually go out of your way you black men that know this and know it is wrong and willingly go out of your way to fuck them and it, what annoys me is like that somebody that looks like that, if you see this man, like, I wouldn't even let him bite my toenails. I would not. And what is what is so weird to me is that, like, men like that can walk into any space where black gay men are 
and pick the cream of the crop and have whoever they want. That is what annoys, that is what is just weird to me. They know they can do it. They know they can get away with it. They know that they can, um, they know that because of like internalized colorism and anti-blackness, that they can just go into it and it's like, yeah, I'm the standard. I I am what these men want. And if I if I go and say, you know what, BBC and all those kind of things there, and I stroke your ego just a little bit, you'll fuck me. You'll probably be in a relationship with me. And all it's weird. It's so weird. It's so like, are you lot not all right? Are you lot all right? What's wrong with you? So there's there's that. And the other thing that I want to get into as well, right, is, like, whenever you have black people trying to social, and I get this a lot, like, I, I get this a lot from white uh, white men, and I, I always end up blocking them, um, or we, we, there's nothing, I just, I just don't want nothing to do with you, innit? But whenever you, they always ask, like, um, especially, like, on a, on a um, weekend, on a Friday night, Saturday night, you got any friends? You got any black friends? Like, it's like you want to infiltrate friendship groups. And that's why, like, for, for some things, um, and I see where places like Blackity are coming from. And also when I'm like doing things like community engagement, I'm going to make people very much aware of this because it's like you frequent black spaces in the hope that you're going to have your like gangbang, your porn fantasy, your your just go and 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 I don't know. Go on, go on OnlyFans. Go on Twitter. Go on Grinder. Go on, go wherever the fuck you've got to go. Like, do that in it. But just stop going to space. It's like it's this isn't this isn't the normal like white gay pride. It's this that's not the place. It's not the place. Like for just it's just one day a year. Like, guys, we get one day a year. We get one day a year. Can you just can you just hold your wide hole for just one day? just one day and behave your fucking self and just not turn up or or just go to like another part of town where black pride is not happening and get your bbc there can you do that gosh jesus anyway um so there was another thing um, on the agenda um it's about bbc article bbc the news um not bbc as the big black cock monkey nigga dick um that one um it was um the bbc article about um so uh, i'm not worth this this is it's a, it's a mess so a preschool um and withdraws a book so whole preschool withdraws a book showing man in leather fetish gear right so Genesis Preschool has withdrawn the book Grandad's Pride following a parent's complaint, as you fucking should. Um, I'm sorry, like, I, I'm with the dad on this one. I am. I am, and I'm going to say why. Um, so a, a nursery has withdrawn a book about a granddad and his memories of attending Pride with his partner. Whole parent, Will Taylor, criticised his Genesis Preschool for allowing access to Grandad's Pride, um, which he said showed a man in leather fetish gear trustees agreed their images were not age appropriate the book was marked for ages sorry the book was marked as suitable for age four plus four fucking plus like wow okay okay uh, four uh, okay you're 
God, Jesus Christ. Four years, okay. Why, how, uh, the thing, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really trying to grasp who sits down, draws an image of a man in a leather harness, right? And a leather jock strap, but the thing is, they've made the jock strap kind of like wide, kind of like them, um, them granny, uh, Marks and Spencer's underwear. They've kind of done it like that. So, but we know in reality, when going to Pride, right? Um, like the leather wear that they're wearing doesn't look like that, and that's another thing that I enjoyed about Black Pride because it it was actually child friendly. Like people actually brought their children. Now, black people, whether whether Caribbean, whether African, um, we are very conservative people. Very fucking conservative. And I, like not conservative in like the ways that we vote or anything like that, even though some of you are fucking mad. But we're very conservative in the sense where it's like there is a time and place for things. Yes, we have things like carnival where we skin out and do all them kind of things there. But when you look at the history of carnival, there is a carnival where like we skin out and we party and do them kind of things. And there is carnival where it is family friendly. Ask anybody in the Caribbean who who, who, who or, or is of Caribbean descent and knows about carnival. They will tell you the exact same thing, right? There are things that are age appropriate. There are things that are not age appropriate. So people were, because because Black Pride is age appropriate, right? And luckily, um, we didn't see a repeat of last year where men tried to turn up, where white men tried to turn up in their fucking jock straps um, and doing all that fucking bullshit, right? People were, there was a child-friendly area. Like, people were not, people were, like, people were dressed stylishly. There was one lady I saw and she had some nipple piercings. Shout out to the nipple piercing gang um you know and and she had like a lace um cat bodysuit on and it was black and you know but that that's sexy do you know what i'm saying that is like really really giving like cunt that is really she, she, she's just killing it right you know what i'm saying she, she's serving something good we're at an event we're at, we're at a black pride event like you can do that there there were also other black femmes non-binaries um gays in very similar attire but it was like it's not overly sexual it's not screaming oh come and fuck me like oh doggy they're not doing all that foolishness that these white gays like to do so take fucking notes take fucking notes when it comes to the children like see it's not it's not appropriate and i'm gonna get into the um l let me carry on with this please so uh, 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 um Right, so, um, yeah, age four. Andy Train, the chair of Hull's LGBT plus forum, I bet he's an old white man, um, labelled um, the depiction of the gay man stereotypical. Stereotypical for who? Stereotypical for who? Like, I, I'm... Mm, hmm. So, this is the thing. So, the, the, the average gay man, right, and this is why I say when it when I when I critiqued Birmingham Pride the way that I did, um, it's mainly down to the fact that they only or Manchester Pride even as well, they literally just want to center cis white gay men. That is all it is. So when you when when people are um speaking on these things, they're really telling on themselves. So when we think that we have this whole LGBT unity and those kind of things, we really don't. Because when they're talking about stereotypical gay man, 
right? Um, that's the future. That is um, the target audience. That's who needs to be satisfied, pleased. That's whose appetite needs to be, um, you know, looked at, uh, catered to, right? Um, so the BBC was unable to contact um, Genesis Free School for comment. However, in an email seen by the BBC, the chair of the trustees apologised to Mr Taylor and his family for the distress caused. She added, thorough investigation had taken place, with, um, the result of which was the decision to withdraw the book. I, I don't know why it, it, it needs an investigation. I'm confused. A comprehensive audit of all other books was also ordered. Um, Mr. Taylor claimed that the preschool tried to defend the images when he first raised concerns. He said that they've called me offensive for even raising the issue. I was having none of that because there is nothing offensive about raising a safeguarding concern. Absolutely. We have got two images in this book which are erotic and in a sexual nature, and I do not know what planet they're on, but you do not show a you do not show four-year-old children pictures of men in leather fetish gear absolutely fucking right and for those of you who want to disagree and argue with this right because remember when balenciaga went and tried to do the um the leather fetish um bear and they got cancelled for that and they also had like there was a lot of subliminal messages um even like there was a book on a table um with I can't remember who the author was, but that was somebody who supported um, people being attracted to children. So when, but, but the thing is, when it came down to like Kim Kardashian who had to say something, oh my God, I think that is wrong. That's when people be like, oh, okay, okay, fine. You know what? Um, Yeah, you know what? We actually agree and, and we're not going to defend it. But it's weird seeing people defend this. It's so weird seeing people defend this. And I don't care if it's accurate imagery. I don't care if it's what you see at Pride. It should not be at Pride. Like, se like sexual fetish is not limited to queer people. And those kinds of things are the things that get us over-sexualized. Now, the issue that I have, right, in... Um, the issue that I have, like, in this, and this is what caught my eye, is his granddad, like, you can clearly see the wrinkles on his face. You can see that this is an old, haggard, tired old white man, yeah? And the partner that he's holding hands with is a dark-skinned black man. Take from that what you will. Take from that what you will. And it's like, do you see what I mean? So when you say stereotypical, like, it's even you sat down and took the time and maybe maybe your partner is black maybe that is the case maybe but but like when us black queer people are speaking and when we are raising the actual concerns about do you know what black love black gay love is actually being erased is actually being misrepresented or and we have an issue with colorism where we aren't even finding our own attractive and those kinds of things there we're not even seeing love interests and and those kinds of things it's very very real it's very real because a lot of the black men a lot of the couples um black men that were coupled up the majority of them were with white partners they were they were the, the the majority of black lesbians they were with black partners the femmes they were with black partners but the gays nah absolutely not why is that why is that and i'm not saying don't bring your white partner that's the if you want to bring your white partner bring your white partner like it's it's, it's it is what it is um but i'm just saying that that there's there's got to be something behind that as to why um even though there's like in london like 
where you have so many options, so many black men to choose from. Like, I just find that weird. Me in Birmingham, I'm sorry. Like, my standards are high. They are quite high. Like, I, I, I do need a black man who is on the uh, on on the same wavelength. Again, I have mentioned I'm open to dating other POC, but I don't. I hope we have another episode on that. But I don't try another um like. I, I'm not yet ready to trust another person um, outside of blackness to keep me safe. I'm, I, I just don't, I don't like, you know, some people express their interest. It's like, okay, cool. Have you worked on anti-blackness in your family? No. So what do you want with me then? What, why do you want me around you if your mom don't, what do you want me to be? Uh, do you even have black friends? Do you even, are your friends, um, you make sure your friends aren't anti-black? No. So what do you want with me? Leave me alone. Leave me in peace. Go away. Shoot. Leave me. Um, no, I'm not, no, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not like these, um, these other black men that fight, that get turned on by racism. It's not me. Sorry. It's absolutely not. I refuse. Um, but it's just one of them ones there, like, also they're not out um here there's there's i i just don't get it i really don't like people and i know there's people who've critiqued me in the past and they've said well sid you've got so much um dating op options in birmingham i'm like yeah but what you have to realize is you're not black um you're not black you're not of a darker skin tone you don't not like these men are not interested in dating other black people they're not they don't want to and um, those that do, that you either have to compromise and share them with their girlfriend. I'm not sharing, no, huh, me, what? No, 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 no. I need somebody who is on the same wavelength. And that's, that's not too much to ask. It's not, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm really not. Um, just be on the same wavelength, be cute, um, you know, be ambitious. Don't be a dusty, don't be broke um like it's I'm, I'm not even do you know what and even with the broke thing like i'm not that i'm broke shaming we are in a cost of living crisis but it's like have some ambition have to have some ambition like there's some people it's like oh well you know um what is it you do um oh i just i'm just i'm just on the streets in it like nah it's all right it's cool um just just be on the same wavelength that's all i want like even even just earn a cute like oh what's and I'm going to sound like, I'll probably get flogged for saying this, but earn, at least earn 28k, at least, we're in Birmingham, so we'll be all right, but at least earn like 20, 28k, Q30k, that's it, we can be all right, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's it, like, I, I, I don't know, but I just, I just find it weird, I just, I just find it so weird, um, and yeah, so, there was that, and I um I I I I just I just found that weird about um just just black men the state of black men in the UK. But that article um that was written by the BBC no um <clears throat> it's right there in your face. It's right there telling telling um the white gays from young. Yeah, once you get old, once you're tired, once you do all these things, go go, go find yourself a black man. And that's what it is. That's exactly what he's saying. And for those of like um for those of us that know when it comes down to like the leather wear, we know that they're wearing a lot less um at Pride. I I just don't think that's child appropriate. I don't. 
I, I really don't. And people can say, oh, you're siding with the home. You can say what the fuck you want. You, you can absolutely say what the fuck you want. But um, where are, I, I'm speaking as, as somebody who's black. I'm speaking as somebody who um, is not able to, you know, when you, when you are hypersexualized from young, um, black and brown people are not able to access the same services that white people are. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're never victims. We were never innocent. We're, we're called fast or we deserved it or um, you strayed too far away from religion. And all. we have to deal with a whole heap of bullshit that you, you man don't. So I, I'm, I'm going to stand on what the fuck I said. Yes, I'm, I'm going to stand on what I said. Um, dun, 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 dun. Let me see. So an article was written um, on the day after Black Pride. So I woke up and it kind of made me angry, to be honest. It, it, it kind of made me angry because it was a comment. It was an opinion on the 19th of August. And it was said, um, who is UK Black Pride for? And it says written by staff writer. Um, celebration might be a multi might be multicultural utopia, but it erases anti-blackness in everyday life right um writes jackson king and um i looked at the writer and i was like where do i recognize you from and i was like oh okay so i looked at this and it's like hmm okay i hear what you're saying right i hear what you're saying to an extent and um to go and say that i'm just saying according to lady phil the co-founder and executive of uk black pride the event was not only born in the spirit of philosophy of political blackness which advocates for black as an umbrella term for all non-white people but i think to go and put that in someone's mouth and you can't reference where she said that not that i'm saying she hasn't said it not that i'm saying she has but to go to go and to go and do something very loaded like that is very is very nasty especially on the day that that's very nasty and the funny thing is right with this article it's like people um people want to have so many critiques for black pride people want to um you know run their mouth and do all of these kind of things but how many of you want to put the work in what are you actually doing um what what are you doing in your real life what are you doing are you what are you using your platform for and the funny thing is like when i when i look at your likes when i look at your engagement like when you're saying a lot of things and the majority are, are, of your likes are white queer people agreeing with you you're doing something wrong I, I'm, I'm gonna be very real with you i'm gonna be very real with you you're doing something wrong and it's funny enough because I've taken the time and um, because to, to write something like this, you, you sound quite clued up because there's some things that I um I pretty much agree with. Like, you know, I, I don't agree with political blackness. I do think that, um you know, black people should not be used as mules. And um, when you get everybody who is non-white into a space that can uh, make a space unsafe for black people, because what we haven't um like, what we haven't managed to grasp yet or or or, or vet are there people who are anti-black because anti-blackness is something that people pretty much have been very especially other minorities have been very very happy to take part on in the queer community very happy like a lot of, <laughs> like aside um racism right i have had many like unprovoked racist like hate from a lot of other men who are not black 
because they thought and when you look at them when like because you know you can find out who people are you look at their friendship circles they're all white so there are people who are like okay cool let me um let me delve into you know something a bit exotic something a bit like you know some other cultures and those kinds of things there and then they are like in these spaces and then it's like okay i'm here because oh you know all the work has been done for me but i'm still going to be anti-black and when there are issues that black people need to heal from um it's like who are we healing around is this is this going to be used against it's like people are on edge i get it i fucking get it but let me just say this let me just say this as a black queer person who lives in birmingham let me just say this yeah if there was something for black queer people and i didn't like the way that it was run i would never i would never ever ever turn my back on them never now have there been events where it's like okay cool that's just a colorist motive have there been people who literally perpetuate anti-blackness and they claim to be um for black queer people and you know they're not yes but you have to know which battles to pick and choose something like this which you previously enjoyed which you previously attended and like oh i loved it so much when it was in hackney i loved it so much when it was in Vauxhall, and all that kind of there like you turned your back on it so for you pricks that live in london and i'm sorry to keep bashing london black people but you 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 some of you are just very insufferable and you trigger my allergies because what you need to understand is when black pride was coming to a close it was like which event are people going to so there was the official black pride after party and then there was all these ones in between you had pussy palace you had this you had that you had like people were just going to different locations we do not outside of london we do not have that we are lucky if we get three events a year we are lucky we are lucky if we get three events for black people a year in birmingham in manchester i don't know about leeds I don't know about Bradford. I don't know about Liverpool. But when I even went to Manchester, I went to Manchester's gay scene once. And I couldn't believe how white it was in comparison to Birmingham. I could not believe it. Even though we've got the Village Underground and the Nightingale, um, there's one part upstairs as well, and they've started playing black music. And they've, you know, they've capitalised off of Urban Slag. And, and because Urban Slag used to have, um, they used to have monthly events. And they thought, oh, oh nigger music oh it's attracting people oh the drinks are flowing in and they curated spaces to basically um you know you know did the whole free entry thing or cheaper entry five pound entry whatever the fuck they had to go and do and it was like oh okay we're making money from this so you pushed um you, you've done so much to push black queer people out of things in birmingham that that actually fucking happened that actually happened right so you man that just want to go and turn your back because you not have events every single week you're in a position to moan but some of us do not have anything we have nothing up here nothing leicester when i was studying in leicester for three years not one black queer event not one not one and leicester is like what the 20th largest city and not one event nottingham nothing derby nothing that people travel all the way from leicester nottingham derby just to go to certain nights in um when they're in birmingham so what are we talking about 
and you like just want to go and turn your back on things. You want to turn your back on something that you claim to care about and you just want to go and bitch and moan and gripe and gripe and moan and gripe and bitch and moan and gripe. That, what, so what the fuck are you doing differently? What are you doing differently? What are you doing to help? And this is what with, with the with the um, writer who wrote this, because and this is why I say if you can articulate something like this about protecting blackness and black spaces and you want to tear people down in your plight to do it, yet do nothing in the process. I also looked at another article you wrote. Right. And you wrote an article about Sam Smith and that article that was written about Sam Smith when I flogged him in my in, in, in the previous episode um, was when he was posing with the police officers doing his um, BBC fantasy, sorry, their BBC fantasy um you know and and uh people were more outraged that sam smith had taken photos with police officers right and how the imagery that they were um like uh, perceiving in, in them kind of things there was wasn't like why would you why would you go and do that with police officers when you know um that the history of like police brutality and those kind of things there and how they've treated lgbt people because they weren't they didn't give a fuck about black people it was lgbt people and and sam smith they were posing with two dark skin and um, police officers who were taller and you're doing this whole white innocent dainty fragile um thing that you like that you know that, that white gays and theys and, and and women like to do yeah so there was that but you failed to acknowledge the fetishization in there why is that so you're somebody who has range and depth but when it comes to talk when you want to write your article for gay times or attitude or pink news or whatever the fuck you make sure that you leave your black politic out of it then so if you're going to say something with your chest say it with your entire fucking chest make sure that you keep your integrity and 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 and, and keep it fucking consistent but don't don't be putting words in lady feels mouth and don't be attacking people and, and doing all this fucking foolishness because black pride is not going the way you want to do it and and do you know how fucking embarrassing it is do you know how embarrassing you look you look you look dumb you look fucking dumb bringing nothing to the table you could like you could at least even just volunteer at least, like, do you know how many people, um, white people that were there volunteering? Like, again, well, you know, all I can say is thanks for being an ally. Thanks for doing what you're doing. People from the South Asian community, thanks for being an ally. Thanks for doing what you're doing. If you're going to have all of this chat and then to the point where non-black people are needed, that says a lot about you. It says a lot about you. And it also says a lot about the ways in which you want to go and engage with, with, with um, you know, some of you are just queer online. Some of you are just queer online and it's okay to be queer online. Just admit it. Just, just rest in it. Just rest in it. You're queer online. It's all good. It's all good. Because, you know, um, I, I met up with um, Aria on, um, oh my God, what good that people? Did I meet him on Sunday? Or was it Monday? I met him on Monday. Yeah, Monday before I left. Um, met up on Monday. And the way I met Aria, um, you know, he was hosting, uh, he's, he's of Iranian descent. And he was um, hosting, DJing at Mela um, at, in, in um, Birmingham, right? And as I mentioned previously before, it opened my eyes up to how much, how disenfranchised the south asian and middle eastern community queer community is in this uk i didn't know that i didn't know that and part of part of blackness um 
is our humanity. It, it actually, <laughs> part of being black is our fucking humanity. I measure my blackness by humanity. What I'm not going to do, I'm, I can't see another um, queer person of color that most likely wishes me well and not want to help them. I'm sorry. No. So there's just that. And I know I know some people may be like, mm, I'm in an R about it. But like I've said, I, I ain't going to mule for you. I, I'm not muling for you because there's some things where I've spoken to uh, members of the South Asian community with with sizable platforms. And I've been like, OK, well, this needs to be talked about this, this, um, you know, I can't lead on this, but there's this queer issue going on right now and it needs to be spoken about or it needs to be there are there are um, queer um, people who need um like you know to hear this message or or the guidance to the right resources and those kind of things there i i cannot do that labor for you i will not but I, but i will help where i can and we help each other and that's just how it is so unless you want to volunteer unless you unless you can do something better unless you can offer something different lock your fucking mouth that's it I don't 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 just 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 stop it fucking stop it and that's that. So you have the chest. Um, you see me because the thing is, you see me, right? I I've seen black fetishization in that BBC article I've just spoken about, yeah. And I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I've seen what Sam Smith done, right? And I don't like the way that they fetishize those black men. And I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it in front of whoever. I'm gonna say it in front of wherever because you know what that is called integrity. I'm not going to do this whole blackity, black queer centering, all of this thing, and then tone it down when you get to write an article for Gay Times or um, Attitude or, or Pink News or... or No. Mm -mm. No. No. Okay? No. So, <laughs> yeah. What many of you need to bear in mind as well is that there are actual people out there, and it's quite surprising um, because like the stance that i hold um when it came down like what why couldn't you write an article about marad morali being a pride why couldn't you do that why couldn't you write an article about okay um if this is how it it, it makes you feel um why not go and use your platform or you because you have a very large platform why not go and talk about um the older white men going there looking for young black boys like why or young black men i should say um why why don't you talk about that why don't you go and raise that um you know to the voice why not why um i find that so interesting that when it comes to doing the actual work what you'd rather do is tear down a black woman and direct hate towards her and say oh why don't you just call it plc pride and why don't you? Hmm. it's interesting um and this is why I just say, like, when it comes to black people, me, me personally, I'm black queer people first. You know, I am. Um, what I also find interesting as well is like, I wouldn't say interesting. I'm just going to say I'm I'm done. I'm done believing black people as a collective can be saved. I'm done because... The amount of ops is ridiculous. The amount of people who will throw you under the bus, ridiculous. The amount of people who will um, fail to, you know, I wouldn't say 
just fail to do what needs to be done is wild. It's really mad. So the all I'm on is who can come can come and not everybody can come. Not everybody can sit here. Not everybody you invite in the house. And there are some people, um, some other uh, people of colour who have way better intentions for, you know, black people. Um, they've recognised anti-blackness. They do the work in their own communities. And I'm sorry, like those, and, and there's even some people who message me all the time and be like, Sid, I didn't know this. And Sid, I didn't like, you know, um and they I, I i actually see them doing the work everywhere we go everywhere we go and you know who you are and, and i just i love you lot down but um you can't pay for me it's that everybody's race is anti-black until you prove otherwise and there are people who prove otherwise and we should not like condemn them we should not hold them accountable for the actions of a whole other collective of people that's fuckeries because you know what if that was done to us when when mizzy was doing his foolishness what was that called racism it was called anti-blackness it was called those kind of things and yes um we can um exhibit racial prejudice to other people systemically um we cannot in a systemic sense we cannot be racist but we can be racially prejudiced and it, it's fucking pathetic it really is. It really, really is. The common goal here is to dismantle white supremacy. Dis dismantle it. And also build up build up what you can at the same time. I I I, I that's all I can say on that. Um so we're gonna get into the the, the meat and potatoes. Uh, well maybe I have already done the meat and potatoes. I don't know. This whole this whole podcast is just chunky. Um so yeah, Ash Saka, girl girl that one there like that roadside yam her speaking speaking of people who perpetuate anti-blackness um and use their position of not being white uh, uh to to cause a lot of harm ash Sarka, like count your days in it with like we're, we're actually done with you we're, we're like we're actually done with you you're done out you're finished you're absolutely fucking finished. And I'm just going to say this. You see a lot of you liberal, um, a lot of you, like, activists, or a lot of you, quote-unquote, community leaders. Like, it's very interesting, very, very interesting how when the opportunity to side with white supremacy and anti-blackness is presented to you, you take it so fucking quickly so quickly is ridiculous and like you did you couldn't even wait you couldn't even wait to be anti-black you, you couldn't even wait for white supremacy to tell you to jump and you just was like oh no wait, wait, I, I will do it for you i will be the first you don't even have to ask me twice i will do it and she did it so um let me tell you i i already did not like ash Saka from when um she was um i don't know if anybody remembers but brianna gay was killed um she's a um, uh, white trans um girl i believe she was 15 years old at the time she was murdered by um two other um young people that i believe she went to school with and um the killers were apprehended they they were in custody and also um as part of that what happened was uh, so brianna gay is from up north somewhere i want to say from around like 
She's up north. She's up north. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, so when she was killed, she was being dead named, uh, misgendered by various people. And I don't know why that was the case. Like, I, I don't know why people do that to a child. Like, you know, that it wasn't it. It, it really, it was, it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting the way that people, um, you know, just used her death to go and um, score political talking points, also to spew transphobia, like your part and part, like you as big adults, and, and some of you will be raising children, you're part of the reason, like, she was murdered, I'm sorry, like, her blood is on your hands also. Um, but when it came down to that, the white trans activists, um, a lot of them were using the hashtag say her name. Now, for those of you who know, the hashtag say her name is, um, it is, you know, that hashtag is pretty much there for black women who have died at the hands of police brutality and not gotten justice. Um, in this case, it does not apply to Breonna Taylor because one, um, she is a white trans woman um or a white woman no not even a white woman she's a girl i'm not i'm not gonna end adultify someone sorry um about that but you know she does not meet the criteria for that also her killers have been apprehended they will face the full you know they will face the law there were vigils up and down the country um every almost every single um gay bar gay club um lgbtqia plus center held vigils for brianna gay other than the lgb alliance because they're pricks um they you know they they held vigils for brianna gay um and when it came down to the whole misgendering thing they're using say her name and i'm like you, you no, it's not appropriate because one this is for like you know this is for black women and um it's not it's not appropriate for somebody who is white to to use this movement um because now when you when people see say her name they're thinking shit another black woman's died another black girl has died um no absolutely not um and they were having the whites went mad who came in to to save them ash starker um and was like well i just think that you know this is this this is in this intellectual property that we're doing it's 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 rubbish this identity politics it all needs to go in the bin and people are like respectfully ash it's not your place you're not a black woman you can't you can't tell people how they should or should not feel she was having none of it let me tell you now let me tell you now she was having none of it she was like yeah um, I heard what you said, but I disagree. And she was like, she didn't give a fuck. Um, I had to, I had to like rid so like because people were quote tweeting me, um, people were quote tweeting Tamisha, um, who was also like one of the people like was just from the states and was also like talking about that. Um, I I could not even believe the people who were siding with white trans activists that day there was one guy called uh, mama Dutal, i think and or he goes by um the gambian and his platform has been like uh, the reason why i really vibed with the gambian um 
is because his platform was mainly down towards um, calling out anti-blackness within um, the Muslim community and how a lot of Muslim scholars and, and, and um, you know, mosques that he attends and all those kind of things there, they're very, very inherently anti-black. Um, and surprisingly, he sided with white trans activists and wanted to be like you know this i can't even remember what the exchange was but i had to bend him up i really had to bend him up um and people were trying to make him like make c sense nah weren't, weren't having it weren't having it and this just goes back to say like when it comes to the niggers because that's what you are the, a, a big ashy nigger for um for black you know for for white people um, you know, because you only defend white queer people. Um, that's people will people will they will only center their queer politic as long as it keeps white queer people happy. Um, and that's what happens. So Ash Sarka, along with the other, like you put a battery in her Ash Sarka's back to to speak to black women and queer people the way that she did and deal with us the way that she did. And she's also a lapdog for um for Owen Jones and you see her around Navarra media and how they're all like all cozying and buddying up and they're all frigging white that these aren't working class people they're all middle class um you know white and white adjacent liberals um all they care about is getting Keir Starmer in office even though uh <laughs> even though he showed his anti-blackness even though now the same trans people that you wanted to back up and booty clap for he's now turned on and now you've now turned on them and this is what a lot of you need to start learning to realize and as I'm, I'm Ash Sarkar if you're listening to this listen to me very well right because what you need to understand once black people are out of the way who the fuck do you think is next who because if we're going in the order of anti-blackness, it's darkest first. And you're a darker-skinned South Asian woman, right? You they're gonna get you out of here. Trans, um, the white trans community, like, did they did they not turn on you, man? Did they not turn on you? So what and, and I'm gonna give a shout out to the white trans people who did take the time to listen and were like, do you know what? Um this this, you know, we were listening and learning in 2020. Um, this isn't appropriate. We can use something else. We can say, um, we can use hashtag that's her name, or we could say stop dead naming, no, no, no to dead name, something else, just do something else. And they did, they made it work. You see, it wasn't hard to listen. It wasn't hard to listen. Um, and they did what needed to be done. So now we're going to get into what's happened, um, like within the past let's just say seven days so lucy letby she is a nurse and that nurse basically murdered um i believe it was seven babies and because she was like you know injecting them with insulin and also um oxygen as well that she was the only nurse on shift when all of this stuff happened they did investigations it was like every single time they looked at she was the only nurse who was on shift every single time a baby had died or a baby had collapsed um um you know doctors and other medical professions professionals had raised the whistle they were people of color as well they weren't listened to now what we have is um like you know they they were also made to apologize to Lucy Letby they were also made to apologize um you know 
say sorry and and do mediation with her and all that stuff when she was a fucking killer now when it was um the police came and the the police got called to the hospital and they were like okay look um this is what's happened the police within you know no time already decided yeah this is something we need to look into and that's the one time they decided to do a good job but anyway um now there's that bullshit that's happened right and there have been people, Dr. Shola, um, and you've also got Kelechi. Love Kelechi down, protect her always, and we will we will always ride for her. Um, she is basically and rightly said that because people <laughs> people were saying in the BBC news articles, oh my god, she doesn't look like a baby killer. You wouldn't suspect that she looks so sweet. She looks so angelic. She looks like this. She looks like that. And remember, like, do all the fucking foolishness because it's a white woman. Like, oh, she's blonde hairs and blue eyes, and I can't believe this. And oh, she doesn't like. And do you not think that frame, that frame, that mind frame of thinking is what allowed her to get away with this in the first place? And I know, um, like I, I I don't have the video on me, but like I've listened to the I'm up to date with the the the, the most recent episode, and it's like. When you look at um what white women are are capable of, yeah, they're very very capable of violence because when it comes down to using tears, um, using emotions or using um, or telling people that they are under this so called threat and they are distressed when they do that distress call and they look um innocent and they've got you know they're dainty they're they're very quite femme and all those kinds of things there when you're leaning into your inner karen you are able to get people to come and offer you aid and protection and also to assume that you're innocent while also also being very violent in the process right i've had incidents where um like how can i say uh, yeah I've, I've had an incident right where for example I'm just going to use a very, I used to be a union rep. For example, I have seen white women make people's lives hell um, as their manager or as a colleague or just as whatever the fuck they are to that person in the workplace, right? They have put black and brown people on the verge of depression, anxiety, resignation, even suicide. Like, and the moment that they're backed up or held accountable, then come the tears. That's when the tears come. That's when, oh, I didn't know. That's when it was, oh my God, now I feel threatened. Now I'm being shouted at. You weren't being shouted at because when you were doing Real Housewife of Wolverhampton and shouting and doing yam, yam, yam up in people's face, right? You weren't fragile then. Keep the same fucking energy now that you're being held accountable. And you see me, you see when it comes to people, cry, give them more fucking smoke. You see when them bitches cry, give them more fucking smoke. Heat them up some more because I'm telling you, the moment that you clock them and you're like, nah, it's not working, the tears will stop. The tears will stop. They will move on to someone else. They will um, pull someone else aside and cry there. And it's best you cry there than in front of you because I'm going to still keep lighting you up because there is no way, there is no way you are going to use your te your tears which is a weapon which could easily get me uh, uh killed arrested tasered all of them kind of things there i'm so sorry i see that that's the equivalent of pulling out a knife i'm so sorry and i will deal with you
I, I you you need to be dealt with and and that's exactly the point now um we also had like somebody i can't remember where this african man was from he's from africa i believe it was from kenya i want to say kenya or uganda somewhere and he was like oh she looks so um beautiful beautiful to who beautiful to who and this goes on to say that because you deem her beautiful you would literally allow her to get away with murder that's what happened and i'm so sorry like from when the first the, the first baby was murdered shouldn't have no there shouldn't have been a second from when the alarm was raised there should have that's it should have been dealt with should have been done should have been squashed should have been found should have been in jail she should have been in jail already um so yeah and there's also um i'm watching there was an article not article sorry a video um on instagram page fashion concept right and there's a guy who's a christian preacher he's young probably probably in his like um mid to late 20s probably early 30s and he's preaching about christ he's preaching about the lord and listen you know it's bad when i'm having to defend a religious person but hear me follow me with this so he's basically gone on and he's preaching outside tottenham court road station and this white woman is like trying to drapes him up and she's screaming she's trying to take the mic off him and there's people all round in a circle watching her do what she's doing and it's like and i hate to say the thing if it was the other way around but i'm not going to do that but because if it was the other way around a black woman was like doing that to a white woman like people would have intervened we know this that's fine um it is wrong like I'm, I'm saying it's wrong she should not have put his hands on him at, at all i'm saying it's wrong um but if that was a black woman i'm saying i think people would have restrained her i don't think people would have been so unwilling to intervene they they, they would have rough dropped like they did with that um, black woman in croydon um they, they would have intervened very very quickly and i don't understand why is it that whiteness and the presumption of innocence right because we've seen this when um when like who can i give examples of um there have been white students who've been dealing drugs um and they were like well the judge said i'm not going to give you you know and I'm, I'm not going to give you a custodial sentence um you know i'm just gonna release you that's fine because you know your your english skills are so well written and i hope you do well at university that's another example another example would be like the incels and um the one all, all these white supremacists and they were told to go and read literature um and come back to me and you still went on to go and, uh, and plan a terrorist attack um there's so many things that happen and there's always a presumption of innocence just like with those um two white men that tried to to fuck with me um you know on the last episode that i mentioned and the moment that he brought his white girlfriend out who's again blonde haired and blue eyes presumption of innocence the police are there laughing and chuckling with them over there and doing whatever the fuck it is that they're doing but it's me you need to go and make sure who's who's done no threats and them that you need to make sure is all right and there will be no further problems so I don't know. So now we've got GB News. GB News have now um, decided that they're going to go on their rampage and talk about Kalechi. Um, you're going to bring Kwasi Kwarteng. And I'm like, you're, you're still you're still an MP, my guy. 
you're the person who basically fucked up the economy, fucked up the base rate, fucked up, um, you know, the pound weakened against the dollar, petrol prices, everything went fucking up. This was like petrol, petrol was like two pound a litre, two pounds a litre. To, like, to, like I'm, I'm saying petrol, 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 when I'm saying COVID prices, it was like one pound a litre. It went up to two pounds a litre. Things doubled in price because of you and your, your disgusting, nasty hairline that starts at the back of your fucking mind, you big bitch. You were there eating out Liz Truss's pum and, and, and nah, sorry, you got a pum juice all over your paperwork and messed up the fucking figures. That's what happened. You dumb, stupid, raggedy hoe. You roadside yam looking in the face. Idiot. Absolute idiot. And you want to, and, and, and this is what I'm saying, like, when, <laughs> when it comes down to black community and black collective, I'm past it. I'm past it. Because if, if GB News, GB News who oppose your existence, GB News whose whose supporters will still hate you for being in for being for being in office as as the chancellor, they hate your guts. They hate your guts. But what you were willing to do was stand in an environment and know where you were hated just so that you could tear down a black woman. Wild, App Ugh, it's disgusting. So, and, and it's like they probably didn't even pay him they probably didn't even pay him and for you to show up there as an mp an mp and call him a jackass you some of you need to be very careful you need to be very careful because when people get sicknesses and they don't know why when people's hair when ancestors snatch people's hairline and they're using um is it minoxidil or whatever it is and and derma rollers and it's not coming back when 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 you're going to Turkey to get it restored to the front and you're getting sepsis and you wonder why, because you 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 are a cursed crooked individual, you're a cursed crooked individual. You with your two big beady eyes, you bullfrog looking buck, buckhead bastard bitch, absolute wanker. So there is that, and <laughs> I don't know the rest of you, Dan Wooten as well, Dan. You with your allegations, you the the, the, the notorious grinder picture collector, the 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 hard dicks that you have on your fucking hard drive hidden somewhere in your attic, that like you just need to lock your mouth and wind your neck in. Seriously, 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 absolute cunt, you wanker. There with your with your with your stupid looking fucking lip fillers. Why are your lips turning blue, bitch? Why are your lips turning blue? Why are they purple? Because uh, I don't know where oxygen is going, but it is not to your brain and it's not to your fucking head. Because why are them lips blue? I, I bet it ain't going to your dick either. You nasty fucking alleged rapist. And the rest of you, irrelevant. No one knows you. No one knows you. And one, one thing I'm going to say, the reason why I think people like to come for Kelechi a lot, right? Especially these dumb, woke... I'm sorry, I shouldn't use that. But I'm just using it in a term like to just to be condescending. But these liberals that claim they're so like, oh, you know, look at me, I'm woke. <laughs> like a lot of you, I'm going to say this. What you think you're doing, you are not doing. What Kalechi is doing, you think you are doing and you are not. 
And when you see people who actually threaten systems, who actually look at equality and equity from a point of view and think, hold on a second, I need everyone to be able to access this, right? Um, I'm not a trickle-down equality babe, yeah? That threatens you. And that's that threat, that very, very threat of um, you know, systems being dismantled and, and especially when you uphold them, right? Because when it comes to certain queer politic, it's like, well, okay, are black queer people centered in this? Are other queer minorities centered in this? No. Well, let okay, well, now some people need to do the work. And then what you have is white queer people like Owen Jones or um all the all the rest of them who are just like well hold on a second this threatens me and this holds me accountable and therefore i've got to do some sort of work yeah i've got to do some sort of work and i don't want to do that because the token that i am in the position that i i am right now um means that i you know <clears throat> I, I i'm just going to do as boss says I'm just going to do as the boss says. I'm going to do as the higher up says. I'm going to regurgitate all these talking points that um, these little sound bites that I've heard from TikTok or um, off a leaflet in, in the sexual health clinic. And and that's it. My, my work is done. And here, let me get 10,000 followers for it and, and some money and a book deal or something else. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it runs. Okay? It's not. It's really, really not. So um i'd be mad too I'd, I'd be panini pressed too because you can't come up with anything original you have to be told what to regurgitate and that's fucking embarrassing it's embarrassing look at your life look at yourself look at look at what you've built which is nothing which is fuckery just horsehead cow fat and nothing tramps so we're just gonna see where things go in it and we're all on standby like we're all we're all going to collectively gather you out of here like you're you're all going to be mass blocked you're not going to get the engagement you think and for navara coronavara media um or coronavira media whatever you want to call yourselves um gb news look at that far right far left coming together beautiful mm-hmm yeah and look what they're uniting for fuckeries anti-blackness misogynoir white supremacy and this is why for me i'm sorry like i will say this i i, I don't call myself a left-leaning person i don't call myself a right-leaning person again i'm just rooting i'm rooting for my black queer people then that's it if you want to put a label on that politic you can you can do that that's fine um just be just be where you need to be just do do what is do what needs to be done do what is right do what is correct, do what is fair, do what is, um, you know, respectful to other people, that I'm, con I'm confusion, I I'm in confusion, so yeah, um, I was gonna end it there, but I just, um, forgot to give an update on something, my neighbor's been evicted, both of them are gone, both of them are fucking gone, and it was so nice, it was so joyous, like, to get back on the Monday, see all his things in his front garden, oh, it was beautiful, it was so beautiful, like, it was amazing, it was fucking amazing, like, I loved it, I really loved it, like, now you've got somewhere else to live, um, and this is what annoys me as well, sorry, um, how is it that you get kicked out or you're asked to leave within a certain amount of time and you find a house just like that like when you're capable of working 
I'm actually going to report him to the benefits agency. I'm not, nah, sorry. Uh, nah, I'm going to say this man works and I have proof. This man was working. He was handling stolen goods. Um, He was growing weed in that. I'm, I'm doing everything. You see me? I'll put it in my calendar as to when I'm going to fuck with you. So I'm glad he's, um, you know, he's, he's uh, moved away from me. I don't know if he's been separated from his dog yet. Oh, but he used to beat the dog anyway. So like RSPC never listened to me. So it's good that they're separated. I just hope that dog is safe. Um, What else? What else? What else? Yeah, the other fat one as well. The one with breasts on his back. That one, Um, he's moved and he's gone somewhere else. Um, Yeah, I just got them all moved out. I still need to go. The council as well. Oh, shit. How could I not mention this? To the council um, as well. Let me just say, so they're either coming out today or they're coming out tomorrow or they're coming out whenever they're coming out um, because they need to go and review the footage all over again. And I was arguing with this guy, right? And he was, I don't know where he's, what unit he's from, but I'm guessing he's he's somebody who gets shit done. And I'm explaining to him, like, listen, there's a fire risk, there's rats, there's all these kind of things. And he's saying to me, well, it's the landowner's responsibility. I'm saying, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I don't disagree with that in the slightest. But what I'm saying to you is, right? What I'm saying to you is that there's a fire risk. It, the council has to enforce something. And I'm, I'm basically saying, like, I'm, I'm telling you as Birmingham City Council, you need to do something. You, you can't just leave. It's not my problem. Because that does nothing to do with me. And you know what's funny? I've got that recorded. I've got it recorded. And... Not that I went out my way to record you or anything. No, no, I would never do that. Um, but I do have, um, you know, a, a, a Nest camera in my house and it records things that, 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 you know, it records movement. It records when I go um, wherever I go and, 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 and that's it. And, you know, somehow it, that recording just happened to be there. I, I just happened to stumble across that recording of you um, saying all the shit that you were saying. So... I'm going to be going to the media with that one. And I'm also going to, I'm going to see my MP again and I'm going to let her know um, that this is how your council members are behaving. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what's going to happen. And now, now that I've let you know about that fire risk, now that I've let you know that even though I don't like Mr. Breast, uh, Mr. Breast on his back, Still, um, he, you know, his missus did not deserve to be trapped in a fire. She didn't deserve to be trapped um, and, and had to run to the back of the house and she could not escape through the alley. She did not deserve that. Do you know what I'm saying, right? Um, no one deserves that. And I'm saying to the council, once my fence is up, the fire brigade, I'm sorry, you can't use it. You're going to have to go through someone else's property. You're going to have to do something else. You're going to have to go around. You're going to have to do something else, but you're not. Um, you won't be using my house, not at all. Don't come to me. Don't call me. Don't call me at all. So there's that. Um, and yeah, we'll see where we take it from there. So that's it for this week. Um, I have been Sid the Aquarius, aka Sid, aka whatever the hell you want to call me. Um and you've been tuned in with I said what I said and yeah I'll see you guys next week take care bye